I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi guys and welcome to Heavy Metal Tones. This week's episode with your host Tony Evans, we're going to be talking about Sabaton, a Swedish heavy metal band formed in 1999 that uh, are mainly known and uh, and thought of as a band that plays music about war and war-based themes and her- heroism. Now, the reason I'm choosing this band is that uh, my good friend Benji and co-collaborator collaborator on my page can't get my teeth in today. Um, he's a big fan, loves them. He's a big, well, fan is the wrong word, but he's very interested and fascinated by war and war themes, particularly the First and Second World War. And so this band falls right in his lap. Now, I first heard of them about probably six or seven years ago uh, on a, I had a sort of a compilation disc that came with, I think it was heavy, I think it was Kerrang, but it could be, it could have been. It could have been Metal Hammer, I'm not quite sure. Anyway, it, I, you know, so listen to it, okay, it's not that bad, sort of, it didn't grab me, but I wasn't really in that, looking for that kind of music at that particular time. Um, and the reason I'm choosing this week's, the reason I'm choosing Coat of Arms, which was released in 2010, is I thought I'd like to try and grab dead middle of their catalogue. Now, the, uh, with a new album that comes out next year, there will be 10 albums released, and I'd want to sort of sort of listen to the one in the middle and it's also the reason I chose this one is there's a particular track that's um, poignant to me on it and I felt very daring and interesting and we'll get to that in a moment so I've had a few uh, lineup changes they get put into the power metal genre and I think that's completely wrong uh, musically they could be th- construed as power metal I would say more that they sound like Judas Priest, and I'm talking about mid-80s to early 90s era Judas Priest. Um, I, I think they have more akin to Maiden and Priest and uh, the sort of new wave of British heavy metal uh, bands like Diamond Head uh, and things like that than they do the power metal thing. They Their vocals are not um, falsetto and high and operatic. I don't think their music is operatic and symphonic like a lot of the power metal is the themes 
well, they could be considered power metal. A lot of those themes are power metal, but I don't. I think the band hate the term being called power metal, and I think I agree with them. Anyway, um, the band consists of singer. Now I'm going to get these names, and I'm so I'm going to butcher them. They are Swedish, so any Swedish listeners out there, please, and the band, if you're listening, please. I, it's not meant. I'm, I'll get try and do my best. Um, the lead singer is Joachim Broden. Uh, the um, bass is Pa Sundersten. Sundestrun. Um, the uh, guitarists are Chris Rawland and Tommy Johnson. Johansson, sorry, apologise. And in drum, drums, you got Hannes van der Gaal. Um Again, if I've got that wrong, sorry guys, I don't mean to offend, but they are a really, really well honed band. Musically, I mean, I want to describe it musically. Um, their albums typically of that kind of genre of music are heavily produced, very clinical, but it's they, they because they 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 are fascinated by not just war. It's the wrong thing. They're they're fascinated by heroism, um, and so the the music itself is heroic. It's it's pounding. It's marching. It's 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 uh, it's like like Iron Maiden basically it grabs you by your balls and makes you want to run along with it. Um, it it's it's uplifting, and even though the themes that they are talking about are on the whole um, neg- negative uh, and when I say negative there's not they're not actually negative so I clicky clicky I I've got all these things going on in my um, computer and I don't know what I'm doing one second I'm sorry guys I'm gonna have to just get that back here a moment okay sorry about that I don't know what happened there anyway stupid computers so yeah so heroic and uh, and marching and makes you feel. I mean, yeah, I said as I said, the, the subject matters aren't always very nice subject matters. But I think they look at it in a way where they're thinking of it from the point of view of it's not about people. They're not saying, "Hey, war is great. Let's go kill people." I think what they're looking at it for most of the time, and I'll discuss the, the track list on this particular album in a minute. They're looking at it from a point of view of the ordinary person. You know, I'm told I have to go and fight another man in another country. I don't know him. I don't really even care about his ideologies. He has no idea about the ideologies because, let's be honest, the man with the gun in the trench has no idea what the man in the suit in the office in Whitehall or in the Wehrmacht or wherever they are. Um, it's not Wehrmacht, sorry. Um, Reichstadt. Does it, they don't know what they, their agenda is completely different to the pawns of the game's agenda, and um, they're expendable. So this, so it's about their heroism, because let's be honest, guys. You know, most of us listening to this are probably in it. I, I think my audience is in its late thirties, early forties. Um, we've all had family. Well, I have. I've got older family. My grandfather fought at the Battle of uh, of Monte Cassino in Italy. Um, and he, my great grandfather was at Passchendaele, and my mum's father was uh, worked at the Ministry of Education in the Second World War. He's not he's not fighting, but he was doing his bit. Now, he was also an air raid warden in the Second World War, as well. Um, but it's about those. It's about that, isn't it? It's where it comes from. It's where the fascination is. It's not. It's not about the 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 minutiae of 
of of um of, of the government but the, the poor buggers with the guns are told to fight uh, anyway so that's what fascinates about this band so the music yes it's not it's not uh intricate fast uh guitar solos and bass solos and drum solos it's very tight it's very musical the vocals are so unpower metal i mean you know uh Joachim's vocal is just perfect for this kind of music it's bombastic it's it's impressive it's soaring it's gravelly when it needs to be and it really does make i listen to this stuff and i'm i'm there i'm there at the battlefield i'm i'm i can smell the 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 uh, cordite and hear the explosions it's just it's just amazing really um well done you guys just i know it's difficult to to and not always lucrative although the last album of theirs was number one in germany and sweden um so it's not it's not lucrative as such because it's not it's not radio friendly but let's face it most of the stuff that we listen to at this channel and this program are not radio friendly anyway so to the album coat of arms released in 2010 now what other bands were out then interestingly maiden had just released um uh last frontier final frontier you had uh ozzy osbourne had a new album out you have um Ghost with their eponymous first album, you accept. You had Demir Borga, Blind Guardian, so quite a few big acts were releasing albums, you know, that year. So it would have been in the shadows of as the first of the first two albums I mentioned, basically. Um, really would have done. Uh, so let's look at the album tracks. First track, let's look at the opening uh, title track, Coat of Arms. It's about the Greco-Italian War. So well, about the Italians and the Greeks fighting in the Second World War, and honestly, it, it's it's the I think the weaker of the song on the album, but they open with it, and it 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 seems to work. I mean, it's soaring and intelligent, but the again the subject matter doesn't grab me. It should do because my grandfather fought in Monte Cassino, which is in Italy, um, but. It's a you know anyway that that aside it's still a great song it was their single off the album pretty but we move into the second song Midway now Midway the Battle of the Midway was uh, in the Pacific Theatre probably a, a lot of um, a lot of intelligent people believe that is the most important theatre of war in the Second World War um, and it's a it's you it's a sea battle of course it's the midway so you can you can hear the waves you can feel the thunder of the torpedoes you can smell the sea air in this song it it's it's really i think the strongest song on the album um they don't march along at very long pace you know they're five five four or five minutes long each song it's only a 37 minute album it's that, that lovely sweet spot we're not hanging around you know, then we march into Uprising. Now, this is a really, really interesting song, and I, I urge you to listen to this song, and then look up about the Warsaw Uprising. You can get on on, on Wikipedia. It will, it will, if you don't know that that subject, um, there's lots of podcasts around it. There's lots of YouTube's around. It, there's lots of pages dedicated to it. Uh, it's a fascinating subject. Um, uh, a lot of really dark 
times uh, coming from that. A lot of uh, death. Very, very, very dark song, I think. Uh, but not played dark. I mean, again, dark themes. Um, Warsaw Ghetto and so on. But, but it's quite dynamic. Uh, and again, I really liked it. I thought it was uh, a, a good middle track song. Um, then we move into Screaming Eagles. Now this is a, this one I didn't know about. I had to look this up. Now I listened to a, a war, a Second World War podcast, and I know most of the stuff that's going on, but I didn't really know much about this one. This is about the 101st Airborne at the Siege of Bastion. I didn't know much about that one, so that was, you know, again, this is what's really great about music like this. Like Maiden did it for me years ago, and Monty Python, I'm sorry to off a sidetrack, but Monty Python, one of the, you know, you listen to Python and you'd be talking about philosophers and you'd go and look them up, or you used to, well, at that time you go to the library and look it up. Uh, now you just go online. The same with Maiden, you know, I didn't know about Alexander the Great, I didn't know about, um, I didn't know about Coleridge poems, like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Uh, you know, um, Passchendaele, all these things you learn, but listen to the song, like, what's that about? And then you research it. Fascinating. Fascinating. And then we come to the one song on the album. Um, now, I'm going to oh, sidetrack slightly because this song, next song, is really important and I want to talk about this a bit more in depth. I'm not scooting over it. So I'm going to go and get myself a drink. Uh, I'll put the kettle on. I'll be back in a few minutes and we're going to talk about the next song, which is The Final Solution. And you can probably guess what it's about. And I'll explain about that in a minute to you. I'll see you on the other side. back guys nothing like a nice cup of tea you know I mean I, I do show my heritage there <laughs> I'm an Englishman I like a cup of coffee once a week with my wife on a weekend but I'm more of a tea man it you know it passes the time making it it fills you with joy keeps you warm and calms you down anyway enough of my old manisms um, and makes me think better as well uh, the next one is final solution now this is where Bands like this tread in very dangerous waters, okay? Um, because it's you can talk about battles as much as you like because people choose to fight. Not all the time they're conscripted, but they know they can put their gun down and run away if they want to. Not that they will. I'm not condoning cowardice, coward being a coward, but you can make a stand and say, "I don't want to fight that war." When it comes to things like the final solution or the 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 Holocaust, for those that don't know what that means, um, it was uh, Himmler's and and um, Goering and and Hitler's plan to eradicate the Jews from the face of the earth, um, and six million Jews died. Um, not just in all not all in the gas chambers. Um, labor camps um just mass executions in general anyway not a nice subject and this is where the where it treads very dangerous ground because 
like myself, I have lost fa- I lost family in the in the in the Holocaust, like a lot of um, relatives of European Jews. So it's not it's so it can be quite alarming. Um, what you, they've got, what bands are going to be very careful of is they're not a glorifying it, b you giving enough reverence to the matter, but c just in general putting a story like that to music. I mean, Slayer did it with Angel of Death, but he they they were talking about. I mean, to be fair, I love that song, but they're doing it. It's about Mengele and and the camp doctors and their experiments. And there is they they dance a fine line there between entertainment and just downright not right. Um, now with this song, with Final Solution, um, as Benji said, he found himself singing along to the lyrics, and you think to yourself, "Oh, hang on, singing along to a song about genocide." But what? Pardon me. But what? What Sabaton have done here is they're not glorifying it. They're not, um, they're not uh, making light of it. What they're saying in the lyric, actually, is a is more. It's it's basically keeping that memory alive. Now we know that it will never die. The, the, the amount of literature and information written about the Holocaust, which it, it, out there, is not going to disappear overnight. But I think what I think deep down, what the band have done with reverence, I might add, I did was I heard the lyric and went, oh no. Um, They've done a great job. It, I, it's entertaining, which I find very diametrically opposing to my values. <laughs> but at the same time, it's also educational, and it's. I think survivors and their families would not find it offensive. They might find it hard to listen to, but that's art, isn't it? You know, the great art is not always easy, is it? You know, people looked upon Hieronymus Bosch's paintings in the 13th century and, you know, couldn't look upon them. People couldn't read Dante's Inferno because it was blasphemous. You know, so it's... Art's always going to have... um, dance in that fine line of easy to to look at and relaxing or hard and um, confronting. And there's some middle ground, of course... You know, like pop music is that middle ground art. I think nothing in pop music is going to make you really have to think. That's the beauty of pop music, isn't it? You you just turn it on and dance and forget about life. And you and the thing about metal is that if people think metal isn't a relaxing entertain, well, it's a music to entertain you. Yes, relaxing probably not. Um, but it's mostly now they did a study that the most intelligent music listeners are heavy metal listeners. Uh, interestingly enough, and the the ones with the lowest IQ are pop listeners. Now, I love pop as well, so it doesn't matter. But what it means is that people wouldn't listen to heavy metal. They want most of the time they're quite intelligent. They'll go off and Google about, like I did, the the hundred and first division, and you know things like that. So when you get to that song, please do me a favour and don't. If you think it's going to worry you and skip over it, don't. Do give it time to listen to it because that not listening to it is offensive to the survivors I think because it is rever- it is reverential in respect and it is confronting at the same time musically it's really catchy which sort of saves it as well anyway next one where do we go from there then we go into aces in exile now this is really a 
oh my god, I love this song. This was this is about the um, foreign pilots at the Battle of Britain. So again, if you don't know much about the Battle of Britain, or, or which was the most concisive battle in the history of 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 the, of the modern world, I truly believe actually, um, because without us, the Brits winning the Battle of Britain. Um, and and our suing for peace that we were go- that Ger- that Germany wanted us to do, it would have been the end of civilization as we know it. It really would have done. So you know, and we couldn't win that battle on our own. We did. We had enough planes. We'd made enough, sort of. But we didn't have the pilots. So we had the Polish, and we had the Czechoslovakians, and we had some Russians, and we had Italians. We know not Italians. We were still fighting them then. Sorry, scratch that. But you had these, the and, and honestly, they were the best pilots. And they won most of the concise, decisive battles to win us that Battle of Britain. So in 1940, and, and so, and you know, listen to the music. Again, you can, you can feel the, the, the tension and the pilots. They couldn't speak English. They were in a foreign country. They're fighting a, a common cause, but they're... In a, in a battle that's never been fought like this way before. Battles had never been fought in the air concisively like that before. Um, you know, squadrons the side, you know, hundreds deep. Um, you know, one uh, Spitfire to five Messerschmitts or ME-109s. Um, just, you know, amazing, amazing heroism. And that there again is what you get in the music. It feels heroic. It feels just like you just oh my god these guys took you know risked their own lives for a, for a nation and for a world that they weren't really part of you know Poland is a small country in Middle Europe that's very isolated you know surrounded by other countries um, you know always with fluidic borders not like England that's been England since 1066 you know it's the last invasion thousand years before you know anyway then we go on to saboteurs now this is again i keep saying this again and again but this is an astoundingly good album so saboteurs is about the norwegian um sabotage of the of the the germans heavy water plants now the heavy water if anyone you don't know is what you use to create nuclear weapons fusion weapons and so these norwegians they sabotage these facilities and you know we're sitting here well i'm sitting in australia you're probably sitting somewhere else in the world but you're sitting where you are sitting think without that moment again concisive moments without these concisive moments with these heroic band of men and most of them you know i've got two children in their mid to late 20s they're all that age group could you do that at age at 22 i certainly couldn't done incredible heroism and this it comes across again in this this particular piece of music then we go on to Wehrmacht now the Wehrmacht is the basically it's the Nazi war machine and this song is about how the Wehrmacht interact uh, um, sort of basically how it changed the German soldier the ordinary soldier the Wehrmacht is like the SS it's like the it's like the army's version of the SS army, basically, um, very one-sided, very direct, uh, very xenophobic, very 
um, you know, to the point of following Hitler and Goering and Himmler's um, uh, points right to the end. People think of the SS only that were the evil, you know, black leather-clad Nazis. Now the Wehrmacht did worse things, because at least with the Nazis, with the the SS, it was in camps and it was, God forbid it, but it was written. The the Wehrmacht did things on battlegrounds and 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 to innocent soul, uh, people in villages and towns. It's unspeakable, and that's the reason we're not going to talk about it anymore. But that's uh, that they did that, and it, how that affected the soldiers. Because not every soldier's a Nazi, not every German's a Nazi, not every Nazi is a soldier, right? So these are ordinary men, born and raised in Bavaria or in or in Berlin or in um, you know all the country, all the towns and cities in Germany, being told to fight, go fight, and 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 this song has that feel because that go fight feel it feels like feel and hear the marching. I can hear the sadness. I can hear the the, the reluctancy musically, v- uh, vocally, lyrically. It's really an astoundingly good song. It, it again, but uplifting. Not one point did I go, oh god, I need to put on some ABBA now. No, it was. I never felt down by it. It's a really amazing way they do it. And finally, in the war-related songs on this album, we have White Death. White Death is a about um, now, I'm going to get this wrong. It's about a Finnish snipe, sniper, Simo Haya, H A Y H A, S I double M O, and H A Y H A. The most prolific sniper in the Second World War. Uh, the amount of me- amount of people that he took out for for you know obviously for war purposes is astounding. Uh, this man's um, uh, ability to hit a target from distance is just wonderful now not wonderful god that's horrible to say no just skillful okay he was doing it for purpose, good purpose though okay um and the music again it's it's quite calm it's quite steady as you imagine it have to be as a sniper rifle would have to be steady and you can almost feel and hear his heartbeat in rhythm with his trigger point and his eyes with his gun sight um and really, if you're really interesting, what this band does, it has a YouTube channel which you can subscribe to, and all the songs they produce, they have a video history about what the song is about, how they made it, you know, about there's a there's a documentary about Sima Chaya on there. You can go and listen to about the Final Solution, the Wehrmacht, or the Warsaw Uprising. I'd urge you to do that. It is pretty amazing. Uh, finally, the end, album ends with a non-war-related song. It's actually a heavy metal tribute. It's called Metal Ripper. I loved it. I thought, what a way to end an album. It was. It's just. It's. Look, it is a tribute to all the bands you love, um, and it's got lyrics ripped like they've copied lyrics into the song. There's Maiden lyrics. There's. It, it talks about Alistair Crowley. Um, it, it has. Uh, it, it just. It's a beautiful four-minute tribute to the reason why we have this program, why we listen to this music. It is really fun. And I think I'd like to hear more of that from them. They do do they did an album called Metalizer, which was their first album. They delayed it and brought it back out only a few years ago. It's not a great album. To be fair, it, it's a bit shoddy and it, it has it's a bit dated and a little bit sorry guys if you're listening to this. Because you obviously brought it out late for a reason. Um 
it's not what we would expect of when we put Sabaton on. But this song could sit on the album. This is great fun. All right, you, you put it on and you smile. And I, I, I had to listen to it four or five times before I could get the lyric down without going on Wikipedia and getting the lyric. I urge you to listen to it and see if you can, every time you hear it, you're going to hear different bits into the music. In, uh, of, of the band you love, there's all sorts of things that are the, that they've that they that name drop and copy in this song. It is so much fun. All in all, I'd say uh, I'm going to go back now and listen to all their albums. I might do that this afternoon and on, for Nick onwards. But Sabaton's Coat of Arms, 2010. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on iTunes. You can watch the video clips on YouTube. Do it. Even for people who don't like power, oh, it's not power metal, but you know, bombast and uh, uh, and it's almost progressive, really. If I think about it, it almost has a progressive feel to it. Uh, yeah, just give it a go. I, I've skated over. Look, musically, what I mean, as I said, I've, I think I've covered it musically. They're just so clever. But each each theme of the song, each one they've written on this album is solid gold. I, I truly mean. I don't think there's one where I've gone skip. I didn't quite like Coat of Arms, but I think that's because I didn't quite get the subject matter. Again, once I've watched the video about it, go back and see if it changes my mind. Um, if there's any of the songs on there that you find difficult to listen to, or go, it's not quite, I don't understand it, go and watch the video about the making of it, the story behind the, the battles or the, or the heroism. Now, not all their songs, as I said, on their albums are Second World War or First World War. They do a lot, just about heroism, and they do about knights and... And, and all sorts of battles. They go back a thousand years. They stick in the First World War, Second World War. Um, their last album, The Great War, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, yes. Anyway, that's enough for that album. Um, I'm just going to sip some tea and I'll go talk about our closing uh, chat, won't we? Talk on the other side, guys. Hi guys, welcome back. I've just uh, lubricated the vocal paper, uh, cords. So in conclusion, bands that focus mainly on one subject, how do I feel about it? Um, with Sabaton, I love it because, you know, I know what I'm getting. That doesn't mean if they release an album about picking daisies or scratching their asses or um, walking through fields and singing lullabies to their lo loved ones, whatever they choose, it doesn't matter. It might be a throw. It might throw you off, but really, it doesn't matter. This is their vision and their and their love and passion. Um, but some bands who stick to one focus get can get lost in their voice, in the sound of their own opinions. Um, some of the Viking metal stuff I find difficult to listen to. I like it musically, but I tend to zone out lyrically. Um, uh, I don't do that with this one. Uh, with this band, I, I'm the opposite. I actually try and push the music slightly backwards and then focus in on the lyric. Because the music is there, it's 
is wonderful, as I said earlier in the episode. But it's I, I, I'm more drawn to the story, and I think that that's the prog lover in me coming out. Um, so yeah, conclusion, great album. If I was going to give it a rating, I haven't done it on this show before. If I was going to give it a rating, I'd give it four out of five. I don't give it five because I don't, I'm not sure I like Curb Arms, um, but I give it four out of five. That's pretty good. Um, fair. It's a 2010 album. It doesn't suffer from that digital era sound. It doesn't feel thin. It's not overstretched. They haven't tried to put 15 songs on the album. They've just gone with a core. And if you listen to the Spotify copy, there is some instrumentals on there. Although it says instrumental, but there's vocals. I'm not quite sure they've got that right. Anyway. Uh, yes. So, four out of five, definitely. I cannot wait for the new album next year. Um, their artwork is phenomenal. Benji will tell you, I think he's now onto his 11th t-shirt of theirs. I bought him one for his birthday, the Bismarck. It's just fantastic. They just have a very theatrical way, and I think they're very on par with bands like Maiden and Priest on that respect. You just you just enjoy wearing their merch and owning their records. Anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope that you uh, do go out and listen to this album or something by them, even just one of their songs. don't have to do the whole album. If I was to pick a song to listen to, from this album, it would be, I have to say, it would be Final Solution. Daring, powerful, evocative, and very musically interesting. Anyway, we'll see you on the other side, and uh, have a good one. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.